when there's like some sort of block with sexuality, it's because I haven't made space in myself. It's like when I look at myself and I think about like, oh, I'm having intimacy issues with my partner, it's usually because I'm not in my body. It's usually because I haven't really created space to just be here in the moment and come into oneness in myself. All right, everyone, thank you for joining the show, Heal Thyself, as always. Thank you and all the gratitude. We put together such a good show for you today. Can't wait. Look, how many of us at some point in our life have been told that our breath is kicking? A lot of us, the answer probably is. So I put together a show talking about what are the causes, the real, real root causes of bad breath. And if you're suffering with bad breath, whether it's one day, one week, all the time, this is a show that you really need to listen to because to get to the root of bad breath, it's much deeper than you think. So we're gonna talk about it. What are the interventions that you can do to really start healing your breath? And after that, we have an awesome, awesome guest, Milana Snow. She's an incredible breathwork teacher, but super embodied, especially when it comes to what she preaches. You don't meet a lot of people, you know, this industry has a lot of people who don't really walk what they talk, but she is the embodiment of everything that she truly believes in. And when she comes and she talks, people listen. Why? Because the information she's giving really talks to your heart, talks deeper than your heart. You're like, whoa, something makes sense here. And uh, she's going to be dropping so much information, especially on sexual authenticity. How many of you are out there having sex with people or your partner and really aligned with how you want to show up sexually? Talking about sexual vulnerability, talking about really what is your sexual archetype? How are you showing up that is really in line with your truest self? Also, how that ties into creativity. So cannot wait for this show. Like always, man, these shows have been on fire lately, and it's because we're putting a lot of heart, a lot of love into these. Before we get into this knowledge bomb, though, let me say a few words from our awesome Heal Thyself sponsors. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier and you want something truly effective that is safe, Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, 
it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trophalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. All right, so how many of us at one point have been told that our breath was less than desirable? And if you say it never happened to you, I don't believe it. We all at some point have had less than desirable breath. And that's okay. It's natural. Right? Sometimes it happens. Every now and then, we eat some garlic or onions, even some strong spices, and there's some lingering effects, right? L lingering aromatics that we're breathing out. And that's all right. But if you're suffering with bad breath, like it's a thing and you're insecure about it, and you have people mentioning it to you, then we gotta dive deeper into what's going on. And if you don't have chronically bad breath, I'm gonna give you some dope tips anyway to stay fresh. So bad breath, especially when it's chronic, can take a toll on your mental health, even if you don't realize it. Now, folks with bad breath can develop poor social communication, leading to more and more isolation. You may have found that before. And even being avoided in social situations because they know their breath is not going to be what they want it to be. So ironically, it's been reported in several studies, actually, that the more anxiety-ridden and stressful the circumstance, the more intense and frequent the bad breath. So not using your voice or stifling your voice because breath insecurity is going to create internal discomfort which will lead to a mental health disruption. And that's just what we see. Anxiety, stress, and depression are all connected to bad breath. Okay, so halitosis is the term for bad breath. A study in the Journal of Oral Health and Preventative Dentistry explains that the prevalence of halitosis is between 22 to 50%. Now imagine, a quarter to half you listening have halitosis. And for us here in the United States, our breath is kicking. We have one of the worst breaths in the world. The Journal of California Dental Association zooms in and says that 50% of folks in the U.S. have halitosis, one of the highest countries around, versus, say, China with about 27%, Japan with about 24%, Brazil at 15%, and Switzerland 0 to 10%. But what's happening in our mouth when our fresh breath is compromised? It's the result of a dysbiotic oral flora, just like you have an imbalance in the gut. You can also have an imbalance in the mouth. And when you do, oh boy. Those pathogenic bacteria, they're metabolizing amino acids from that yummy food you just ate. And they're releasing volatile compounds, mostly sulfur-based, which explain that sharp, eggy, garlicky, broccoli scent of bad breath. Couple that with putrefaction of food remnants that are stuck in your mouth, 
and you got yourself a recipe for social stigmatization. So you got bad breath, what do you do? Here are my top tips. These sulfur-producing bacteria I just mentioned mainly live in the tongue and the gingival sulcus between the teeth. So naturally, you gotta brush your tongue one or two times per day. Use a tongue scraper and get that coating that you see all the way out. You gotta floss at least one time per day. This is where both food particles and those bacteria live. It's a really important intervention. And they help with removing these biofilms where these bacteria live. And these help, but similar to something like gum, they don't get to the root. More importantly, is changing the soil versus cutting down the rainforest. I'm gonna go into what foods to eat later, but stay away from those antiseptic mouthwashes. Toothpaste with chemicals and chemical coloring, these are surefire ways to disrupt the oral biome. Now, a few lifestyle things. We know that if you have a history of smoking, it can cause bad breath because of residues of chemical compounds that are stuck in the mouth. But did you know? Alcohol can cause bad breath. And in short and long term, why? Well, there's a few reasons. 90% of alcohol converts into acetic acid, which will cause bad breath. It also causes dehydration and less salivary production. Now, this is an issue because you need saliva to clean out the mouth. The more dry it is, the more the pathogenic sulfur-producing bacteria begin to multiply. Longer term, as you continue to drink, you continue this mechanism of the disruption, and it creates a change in the flora of the mouth. Now your commensal bacteria are taken over by the ones that are causing disease and bad breath. Also, we know that alcohol will lead to bad breath because of disruption in gut health. If your gut's a mess, so is your mouth. One of the major causes of bad breath that is coming from the gut is constipation, a major, major cause. You should be pooping every day, ideally after every single meal. I just did a bloat show, and I wanna talk about constipation. Pooping properly is essential to gut health, hormone health, and overall good breath. Now, if you don't, get yourself a squatty potty for a natural position when evacuating. Talk to your doctor about herbs and nutraceuticals that may help support regular bowel movements. Look into coffee enemas, look into mindfulness techniques on letting go of stomach tension, eating mindfully your food, get your movement on, drink at least half your body weight in ounces of water, talk to your doctor about colonics if you need to, look into probiotics, but you gotta get your constipation in check in order to help your gut and ultimately help your halitosis. So, start eating foods that are supporting the gut and oral health. The same ones, coincidentally, for good gut health. Prebiotic and probiotic foods. Prebiotics like chicory, dandelion, Jerusalem artichoke, jicama, one of my favorites, mushrooms, asparagus, banana, apple, watermelon, white peaches, how about oats, cocoa, seaweed, legumes, one of my favorite, like chickpeas and lentils, red beans. What about the probiotic foods, the ones that are rich in those good bacteria? miso, kimchi, sauerkraut, tempeh, kefir, kombucha, etc. All these are going to be helpful for getting your bowel movements going and ultimately better breath. One of the main manifestations is heartburn or gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD. The reflux of the acid can cause a sour smell to come up through the esophagus and into the mouth. You can learn more about that and all the solutions I talk about heartburn on episode 34 years ago. I go into all the details. But if you have H. pylori in the gut, it can be the cause of bad breath. Now, not many people know this out here. If you have nausea, bloating, or pain, it can be driving your bad breath. This bacteria can cause peptic ulcers, heartburn, and can also lead to halitosis, bad breath. If you suspect that you have H. pylori, you gotta get checked for this, especially long-term, because it can lead to stomach cancer. Low incidence, but you gotta make sure you check it. SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, another cause of bad breath. I also talk about it on episode 34. 
at least the physical aspects of it. But go check that out. A lot of people suffer with bloating, and this is a major cause. You gotta check your stomach acid. If you're not producing enough, you also gotta check your mindfulness around digestion, right? The same thing with constipation. Check your emotional component. I find a lot of people who have SIBO have tension in their digestive system and are not getting to the emotional component of their tension. SIBO should be fairly easy to treat when you take these approaches into account. You know, mouth breathing can be the reason you have bad breath. Now, you may not realize it, but as your mouth breathe, you are inviting the growth of these sulfur-producing bacteria that I mentioned earlier. This is because saliva is essential for good oral health. A dry mouth equals bad breath. Mouth breathing equals dry mouth. So bring awareness if you're mouth breathing and try mouth taping at night. Not only are you protecting your teeth, but you're also protecting your breath overall and other people. Chlorophyll, anecdotally, has been really powerful at neutralizing bad breath. Chlorophyll is said to target and eliminate the toxins that are coming from the bacteria for many people. In effect, basically what's happening, it's neutralizing those odors by removing those sulfur-rich toxins. Another thing that I really like is xylitol. It's a sugar alcohol that if you have a really imbalanced digestive system, can cause more bloating because it's not breaking down properly or more gas. But if you really have worked on your digestive system and don't have gut issues, xylitol is gonna be really helpful because it reduces plaque adherence, increases salivary production. Remember I talked about saliva being essential for good breath? Inhibits enamel demineralization, right? So it's, it's actually preventing cavities, uh, which happens every single time you eat, your teeth are demineralizing. I eat xylitol after every single meal. It's also helpful for good breath. Some other easy practices, change your toothbrush every two months. Make sure you got an environmentally friendly one, but change your toothbrush every two months. If you wear a retainer, make sure you're cleaning it thoroughly, keeping it in water and soap, or whatever cleaning detergent you have that is safe and non-toxic. And go get a dental cleaning. At least two times a year, we grossly underestimate how often we need to make sure our pearly whites are clean, and that's going to be helpful for our oral biome and making sure our mouth is on par with the best of them. So if none of these help, and you suspect a more serious, deeper issue, like kidney disease can cause bad breath or kidney failure, liver disease or liver failure can cause bad breath, diabetes can cause bad breath, sleep apnea can cause bad breath, and cancer. So if you do suspect any of these, make sure you go talk to your doctor immediately. All right, so there you have it. Some of the common causes of halitosis. A lot of people suffer from it, but we really, really need to put our oral health at the top of our priorities. Just make sure you give your mouth a little bit more love and it goes a really, really long way. But think of it from the deepest level, and that's the biome, the bacteria in your mouth. The good commensals need to be thriving. The pathogenic ones need to be withering away and sent into the weeds. Make sure you're doing all of these interventions if you are suffering with bad breath and see how it helps you. All right, super excited to get into this interview. I've been a big fan of Milana Snow for quite a while now and just listening to her talk, her articulation, her embodiment, just the way she comes out and believes in everything she's saying and how it really hits you in the heart. I can't wait to have this conversation. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience to prove that it's not only delicious, 
but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best, and it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm going to tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in their process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid scientific research-based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been over Open, that I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen. It's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. It trusts everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. All right, man. Today's special guest, I'm so excited. It's been two and a half, three years to get Milana Snow on the show. And I've been waiting so damn long to get her to drop her knowledge. She is a wellness entrepreneur. She's a former model. And she is 
all things passionate about one of my favorite passions, breathwork. And she's going to drop some serious, serious gems on all of this stuff. So without further ado, Milana, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I, and and I, when I'm talking about a long time coming, we met at a party. Yes. And I go, I go, this girl's got great energy. And I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side, yip-yapping away, <laughs> like just performing for an audience. And I go, she's got great energy. What you doing on the couch? And I'm going to go talk to her. <laughs> and I was right. And, and we were just vibing and talking about some really good, deep stuff. And I was like, I need to find her at some mm. point. And then I'm on Instagram and you pop up and I go, yes, I know her. I know her. <laughs> no, now that I have a show and it's off and running, I need to have her on here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. That means a lot. Yeah, I've been I've been watching you from afar. So it's really cool to get to come into your world and connect with you again. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this question. And I really want to know, we were talking off air about this. You've been meditating for a very long time. Yes. Is teaching children to meditate at a young age one of the most powerful things we can do for traumas? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. Well, I was, I was saying to you uh, before we started that I started meditating when I was four years old. And the thing I really love about my meditation origin story, if you will, is that it was very simple. My grandmother, who is still a very big hippie, <laughs> had me lay down to her during, next, to, next to her during nap time and said, okay, so you're going to close your eyes, and before you go to sleep, you're going to walk out of your body. And I was like, okay. And later, I found out that this is called astral projection. So every day, when I would stay at my grandmother's house, she would have me practice this. And she'd say, what do you see around the room? And did you go and see somebody next door? And have me practice greater and greater distances and, and different things with my inner vision. And that, for me, was the foundation of what set me up for probably the most important thing in my life to get through what, I, unbeknownst to me, was going to be about 13 years of probably the most difficult time of my life. Mm. So for me, when, when I look back and I think about what a gift that was to, to understand the power of my mind, the power of imagination, and, and the, the power of being able to go that deep into the self, I now can see how that can change the entire trajectory of a human being's life if they get that early. Wow. And, and learning that so early on for you, when those things came up, how did you find those early on practices were beneficial to navigate them? Mm. Well, I, I moved about 15 times before I was 13. And so we would move a couple times a year all over the country. I was, I was raised all over the U.S. And there was kind of this, this gift and a curse that came with it. It was like I got to learn things. I got to see different parts of America, see how different America is from other parts um, but I also was constantly thrown into new cultures and thrown into new religious beliefs and kind of like programming all over the U.S. And so every time I would go to somewhere new, I would kind of learn new things about what that community believed in and what they thought was real or what happens to you after you die or what's valuable while you're here. And I would say, huh, this is funny. It's kind of different in every every little place. So I would go to these different communities and kind of take these little bits of meditation when I was in Boulder or Buddhism when I was in Colorado or Christianity when I was in the South. And what I found over time is that, you know, all of these different religions and belief systems come from kind of just the same, the same source of 
it all comes back to this inner peace that lives within you. And so I would find that in different ways and kind of just cobbled it together over time. Mm. And it's, it's beautiful that you were able to condense all of that information, put it together, diffuse it, and finally what you have there is the inner self. Is that the state that all religions are talking about, the Christ state, the Buddhist state? Is it just the inner self, inner peace? I really believe so. I, I think that we have different names for it. And we, you know, I actually became a born again Christian when I was a teenager, which after I was, I was a Buddhist, Hindu, I was a witch, and then I became a born again Christian. And by then my parents were like, okay. By how old? By how old? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was 18 when I became a born so again Christian. So you had all of these lives before you were 18? <laughs> yeah. And when I was like really into Christianity, I was like really into it. So by the time I got to that, I really understood this, like, the world's biggest religion outside of Buddhism and realized that, or outside of Hinduism, I should say, and I realized that there's this, there's this like, different language and there's a kind of uh, a dogma or a teaching that it, it is different, actually, for different communities, different sects, but it's all about feeling this, like, relief from our the pain of our humanness. Mm. It's like feeling this relief that maybe we're okay, that we're going to be okay. So maybe the, the language is different and the way that we get to it is different. But it's this, like, oh, there's something bigger than me, but also there's something that is keeping me from oblivion. <laughs> right, right. And it's a beautiful way to see it, right? Because I think so. there's comfort in knowing that there is a force that is all things. Yes. Um, but it, to me, it's even more comforting knowing that I am that also. Yes. Like the power of that is me and I am all things. Yes. And it's really like when I had, you know, we talked about a lot of things, including psychedelics off air yeah. before. And like, that was one of the first things I was like, oh, I get it now. Like I am everything. <sighs> Man. And I am powerful. And I was like, wait, I am powerful. Yes. I was like, wait, I can shift massive movement. I was like, this is happening. And then it just yes. started. The understanding was unfolding. Yes. And um, talking about psychedelics, we, you know, we had a few people on the show talking about how a lot of the, the evidence is starting to point into the early stages of Christianity were based on yes. psychedelic experiences yes. connecting to God and then written out yes. in Scripture, which is crazy to yes. me. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And there's also some history in the United States, too, where there were a lot of Christians that were trying to kind of change the psychedelic, you know, uh, party vibe and like label and branding to help people understand that there also could be even a Christian experience. Mm -hmm. um, Your Mind on Plants talks about that a little bit, Michael Pollan. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole world of Christians who've explored mushrooms and have the, the stories of how they experienced Jesus Christ is like just amazing and beautiful. So I, I really love that that's finally coming to the surface. I have to say, when I, when I started doing psychedelics, which was in my late 20s, so it was like I had been on my journey for a while, and once I started doing psychedelics, I was like, okay, I know nothing. <laughs> like, right. I thought I knew stuff. I thought I'd been meditating for 20 years, and then by the time I did psychedelics, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's start over again. <laughs> Completely different clean slate. Right? One um. Beautiful experience I want to share with you. I had, I hosted this huge ceremony in my house uh, last year, and it was for my friend's birthday. And he invited his friends, which were mostly my friends, mm -hmm. but some of them I didn't know. And, and one of his uh, girl space friends, girlfriends mm -hmm. back from home, mm -hmm. she came out from Ohio, 
And she was a super devout uh, Christian. She, she was like, grew up super religious, still was. Mm. She's never done, she's never even smoked weed. Wow. And I was like, and you're here. Wow. <laughs> she's like, I don't know, I was just called to do this. I was like, you know, there's like sometimes some steps into this and like you got to ease your way into it. And she's like, no, no, I'm ready. I was like, I go to my friend, my friend, I go, I don't know if she's ready. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, she's ready. I was like, all right. Wow. So we go through this beautiful sound experience. It involves psilocybin. And uh, she's on the other side of the room. I, I lose my awareness of her and I'm just like in my own internal experience. And finally, eight hours later, we come out of it. And I was like looking around the room and I was like, oh yeah, she's here, she's here. I finally get to her and I, and I look at her and I go, how was it? And she's looking at me, she goes, okay, now I know what God is. Mm. She's like, I read about God. I conceptually thought I knew what God was. And she's like, I got to experience God. That's beautiful. And I got to see myself as that mm. and my connection to that. Mm. And I was like, you just found religion right yeah. there. You just experienced religion. I love it. First of all, you're a really great storyteller. You had me like leaning in the whole time. <laughs> but, you know, I love that that frame of it because when I hear this idea of experiencing God, to me, that's when everything really shifted in my life, like in my journey and in making my life feel meaningful. It was, it wasn't when I was <laughs> reading the Bhagavad Gita and like, feeling super smart because I was a young, like, 10-year-old reading the Bhagavad Gita. It was like when I actually said, oh, let me go meditate, and then had a full-on oneness experience and was like, what was that? So I always say to my community, words don't teach, it's experience. When you experience that you are God or you experience oneness with God, you will never forget that. Mm -hmm. You will never, that, that will never, that's an indelible mark on the inside of you. And I just, what, one of my prayers is that everyone can experience that before they leave their bodies, that, mm -hmm. that, that they can actually know that intimately yeah. in their lives. Yeah, 100%. This is like, how, what would the world be if for at least for one second we're like, oh wait, I am all things. I am connected <sighs> to everyone. I yeah. am the forest that I'm destroying. Yes. I am the people that I'm judging. Yes. I am the people who judge me. Yes. And you're like, whoa, but like it, com it, it opens a space within you that you didn't even know was there. Yes. And like the world would shift in a day. Oh my God. If we all had that experience. And thinking about my time in residency where I would walk into the, some of the rooms where people were on their last days of mm. life, you know, skin and bones. Mm. And this one guy is shaking. And he's like, oh, he's like, I wasn't a good Christian. He's like, I'm really scared because I'm going to go to hell. And he's like, I've, I've broke so many of these commandments. And, yeah. and I'm looking at him and I feel so much compassion. And his family's crying. And in my mind, I was like, one psychedelic experience. Yes. And he'd be the most comforted he's yes. ever been. And can literally go and like, oh, it's all okay. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I am at peace. I am in heaven. Yes. You know, and yes. for, for him, I was like, God, man, there's a place for this medicine oh. for these people. Oh. And for all of us, but that. Well, that's sense. why I'm really grateful for people like you who have that experience and have come from the medical world and understand that there's so much that can be added to that, that it doesn't have to be just like the science book yeah. <laughs> approach, but that there's also this other side. I really appreciate that you know that. Yeah, yeah, very powerful. And I'm trying to bridge it with that world, but mm -hmm. you can imagine the resistance. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. We got old school paradigms that are being threatened. You just need to get them all on mushrooms. And get them all on mushrooms. <laughs> and then, and then the, the, the paradigms will just party. break. <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll put it in the, we'll, we'll put in the tea it's or a little cacao. It's yeah. happening. Exactly. <laughs> so one thing I appreciate about you is you're extremely intuitive. Like, you're tuned Ooh. in. And, and we were talking off air. Like, <laughs> I sat next to you. And uh, I was talking about some things in, mm -hmm. in my life that, mm -hmm. and this is, I've just met you. And this is like, <laughs> so this is a testament to the space you hold because oh, I'm over here yeah. sitting, I'm like, here's what I'm going through. Oh, my name's Christian. And we're at a Super Bowl party. And we're at a Super Bowl party. Literally the and game's like, blasting mm -hmm, next to us. Mm -hmm. We have our backs to the game. <laughs> it's the fourth quarter. People are cheering <laughs> next to us. It, literally, that was the scene. <laughs> and you immediately brought up something about uh, a part of me, the sacral mm -hmm, chakra. Mm -hmm. Now, what is a sacral? Why mm -hmm. is it so important, people? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I love the sacral chakra, the second chakra. So we have the root, and then you have the sacral. And I always say that the sacral is really special to me because it's just one notch into the metaphysical part of you. So like the physical part of you that like needs to survive, that needs to eat, that needs to have a safe shelter, that's your root. That's, that's your humanness. And all humans have to have those things to be human, right? Yeah. And then you go up one chakra, the sacral, and it becomes a little bit more ethereal. Like the energy is mostly physical. It's mostly dense. And it's mostly the things that you need to survive in the world. But it also are the things that are really about you translating the non-physical into the physical world through you. So an example is... Literally, women can carry babies, right? If you are able to hold a baby here, you're literally taking the non-physical energy of spirit and turning that into a human being through you. But that is the metaphor for all the things that we are able to transition into this physical realm. But the interesting thing in my theory on how that happens is it's really about coming into a union with God within yourself. Mm. So that in the sacral is about really coming into oneness with God in you. And then that is how you transmute non-physical into physical form. Mm. And so intimacy is really interesting because this is also our sexual center. Our, our, our sensuality, our sexual energy is also held here. And so when we talk about having intimacy, that intimacy with another is really first coming from having intimacy with the self and God in self. And that's all here in the sacral, which that's a lot. That's wild. So if that's shut down, which, by the way, that's creativity. So that's just another word for creativity, having, having oneness and connection with the muse or with source, with your creative source is here in the sacral. But if that's cut off, then so is your own connection to having that with a human being. Wow. And so what I see with a lot of people, and, and I actually see this with like a lot of artists, a lot of creatives, a lot of people who are like entrepreneurs, that part of them can get shut down in different ways. And they don't know that, that's not just their creative power to write a book or to start a new business. It's also the creative power that creates your relationships, your sexual oneness with your partners and yourself. Whoa. So, so <laughs> no, 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 because, right? yeah, no, but it's powerful because the way that you framed it, I've never heard the sacral be framed that way. And I will never forget it because I think I could just think of a woman carrying mm -hmm. a baby and, and what that means. Mm -hmm. But I want to get back to that creativity part because mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people viewing and listening who goes, wait, 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 wait. I've actually been creatively blocked. I've actually been like wanting to paint more, wanting to write this book, wanting to write this poem. 
do we become detached from our creativity when mm. we're all blocked up in that mm. specific area? Mm, yeah, it's really interesting. So, you know, when I used to do one-on-ones, being here in LA, I, I'd have a lot of artists, musicians, actors, and they would come to me and they would say, I'm not working, I can't write a song, I, I don't know what... And I would say, are you, are you having sex either? How, how are things with you and your wife? And that would be the exact same thing. Oh, I haven't had sex with my wife in six months. We barely even talk. And so those two things are just the other end of the same stick. And what I find is that the the first thing that is is typically we, we can we can blame the 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 everyday stress, right? We can say, oh, it's because I have too much work, or it's yeah. because the kids are too crazy. Yeah. But actually, what these blocks point to is a deeper wound that all of these other daily stresses are added on top of. And so the reason why a lot of uh, creatives have a hard time being sustainable in their creativity and their ability to, to create without being spun out in their lives is because there is a wound and it tends to be connected to sexuality or it tends to be around their, their creative sovereignty, mm. being able to be yourself fully without shame or without having someone try to take that from you in some way. And so what I tend to do is I go deeper into not what, what's happening at work or with your wife or your husband, but let's look back at to what the earliest symptom of this was. And let's explore that in the deeper realms of your unconscious. Mm, wow. Wow. So there is a wound that's laying under all of this. So it's not because, like you said, I've heard so many people go, I'm just so stressed with work. Yes. Man, the family's crazy. And yes. now I have to deal with this with my parents yes. and all these loans going through and all this yes. stuff. And then you're like, oh, of course I don't want to have sex. Or of course I don't. That, on the back burner is all this creative stuff. Yes. But the way you're framing it is saying that there's a wound and all those things are just on top of the wound. Exactly. So what do you mean by not expressing uh, your sexuality? Yeah. What does that mean? Is it like someone who's afraid to show their sexuality because of shame, mm. uh, afraid in the bedroom to express themselves mm. fully? What does that mean? Mm. Well, I, I think it's really fair to say that our sexual and sensual energy is not just when we're having sex, right? So I just like, want to be clear that that's not the only sign that you're blocked. It's do you enjoy your food when you eat at dinner? Is <laughs> do you take a moment to really feel what your body feels like when you lay down? And, or do you just ignore it? I mean, that's all sensual energy. And, and to kind of go back to what I was saying about, like, the, the root of sensuality is really the oneness within yourself. And that, that sounds like almost blasphemous for some. It's like, wait, are we saying that, that we're having sex with God or that mm -hmm. that's what it's about? Well, in order for these miraculous things to happen, whether it's birthing a business or birthing a baby, there's got to be some sort of conception happening with some sort of spiritual energy within us because science still has not figured any of this out, right? What I'm really seeing when I think about my clients or even myself when there's like some sort of block with sexuality, it's because I haven't made space in myself. It's like when I look at myself, and I think about like, oh, I'm having intimacy issues with my partner. It's usually because I'm not in my body. It's usually because I haven't really created space to just be here in the moment and come into oneness in myself. 
that, that opens up space. It, it clears out stress, anxiety, thinking about the future or the past. And so when we're disembodied and when we're not coming into these states of just being more in our moment and in ourselves, we can't have that with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes when, when the sacral is closed, like I see a lot of artists who have very active energy and are very sexy people, but they're sexually and creatively shut down. They have a lot of like banging sex they go and like just bang it out you know the energy is like you know the f word kind of sex i don't know if we can say that on the show but it's like really yeah we're adults (laughs) okay (laughs) they're fucking they're out there just trying to get to that oneness through someone else i see because they're devoid of that within themselves exactly interesting exactly and it's the same thing when when their music is just doing the music or doing the art because they've got to get paid. or So it doesn't have that same level of depth and connection. That's why there's some art that you look at and you're just like, oh my God, I don't know what that is, but I have to, I have to have that. I have to see that because it's that God oneness that's infused in that work that's coming through the artist, that's heard through the song that you feel when you're ha- making love with someone. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same fabric. It's the same everything. Yes. And this is all referring to sacral chakral yes. health. Yes. So for me to understand in my own simple mind when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Give yourself credit. <laughs> it is It is those with the blocks in intimacy are lacking that presence within themselves, are lacking that connection within themselves. Mm. Because it really resonated when you said, I mean, and this, it's no secret, this is what we were talking about in my intimacy years ago. <laughs> and it's in, for me, it really resonated because food, mm. I've always said, like, I just, I always said if I could have food and a vitamin, a capsule, and just eat it and not eat, mm. I'd be fine. Because mm. there's no, like, food was always a hassle to eat for me. Mm. And, and it wasn't until, like, I started opening up in many of the ways that you said. Wow. Where... I started talking about like, oh, I'm actually like enjoying food again. Mm. So it, it is the most true statement when you mention the food mm. stuff. So for folks who are feeling uh, blocked with their intimacy, it's that presence within themselves, that God connection within themselves. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. be with themselves, to be in their body, mm-hmm. to allow in that sensuality of all things that is life. Yes, and and just to kind of spin off of something you said, I think it's really important to to not see ourselves in lacking that connection because it's always there. It's that we've put a bunch of stuff ahead of it, that we've blocked it by like, it's almost like putting boxes in front of the door. Yeah. So you can't, like, you can't open the door because there's a bunch of stuff there. It doesn't mean there's not a door. Right. It doesn't mean there's not a whole world behind that door. It just means that we can't open it because there's what, I, what I'm stressed about, the bills, how mad I am. Right. They, they did this, right? So we just stack it up. And so that, that, that connection with that deeper creative part of us, the part that always is and always will be, is stifled, but it is always available to us. I, I, I'm going to venture to say that there's a lot of men struggling with sacral block. Yes. Because I'm so glad you said that, yes. I'm thinking about our place in society, and it is like really pushing through and making things work, right? So yes. like, let's say I'm an artist. I got to put out this piece, and I have a deadline on this because I'm going to get yes. paid for this. Yes. And just always going to put out a song. I have to because my album, you know, yes. the deal says I have to do this. There's a lot of men who just push to hit the end point. Yes. And there's a lot of men who just fuck. Yes. Right? Yes. Like it is yes. kind of a foreign concept 
when I talk about, okay, what about like an energetic connection with your partner? Yes. How about a, how about a sensual connection? Yes. Because we were talking about with you and me, with our, our yes. experiences, <laughs> we're very alike, is that, shoot, man, I need, I need the lights off. Yes, I need it, the it house needs to clean. be house clean. <laughs> the energy's gotta be flowing. It's the gotta, dog can't be watching. Dog can't be watching. <laughs> Put the dog in the cage outside. Man, I need, I need, I don't care if it's 90s RB, I don't care if it's jazz, it's it's some music totally. to get and like for me it's a it's a damn production. Yes, yes. And, but yes. I think about my older self, my younger self. Yes. It was there was no production. It was just like anywhere, it's fine. <laughs> you know, but there was no intentionality. Yeah. And it's so powerful for you to say the connection of sex is is no different than your connection to food. Yes. There's no connection to the, the connection with yourself when you lay down after work. Yes. It's such a beautiful way to see it. Yes, it's all the same. And, you know, I think the other thing that I was just thinking as you were talking was that when we, when we are in these states, right, of just being more in flow, it's not, it's actually... What I was actually going to say is like creativity, for example. Creativity doesn't have to have a purpose. So sometimes when I have a client who's blocked sexually or create creatively, I'll say, okay, we need to get you back into the little kid who would just draw on anything. You would draw on the walls. You would draw on the little receipt here. We need to get you back to that thing, whatever that is for you. So an example might be, okay, I used to love doing crayons on everything, right? We need to get you back into that state because what happens as well is that we think that we have to make this energy, which is our God force, by the way, into something that others can validate. That our sex has to prove that we're worthy, <laughs> that our creative uh, presentation has to prove that we should keep our job, right? And it's so much more boundless than that. So when we look at the people in the world who were like, wow, they are so creative, they're so powerful, so talented, it's because there are less restrictions on this energy. They, they have trained themselves or have been programmed to be restrictionless and how that energy flows. Wow. So one of the ways that you can get back into flowing is to find that that original version of yourself, that child, not the child that was curious about sex, which could be a thing, but the child who's just a creator for creative sake, because we are creators. The child who will just stack stones because that's what you do, right? Not trying to make something make sense. Not dancing because someone says you should dance this way, but dancing because you just hear music and you can't, yeah. you can't control yourself. That is sensual energy. That is life force, and it's extremely magnetic. And that's why when you see like a musician on stage who's just in the zone or even a basketball player who's in the zone, it's that same oneness without being restricted by our programs, restricted by fear. Flow state, really. Whoa. Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, Right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. 
Pure's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Pure is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days, these days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. And then when you get to that solar plexus, which it, this is like the idea that like all of all the parts of you, whether you're talking about your psychology or the chakra system, all parts of you are connected and flowing, then you can flow that creative energy into purpose, into identity, into form. Mm, that's powerful. Thinking about how many times you see someone in flow state, it's, yeah. for, it's, for, it's interesting for me. I'll be like at a show, for example, mm-hmm. and there's a musician, man or woman, and they're in this flow state and I'm completely present with them in their flow state. Yes. To me, there's nothing more attractive in a human being. So amazing. Than someone who expresses that boundless energy. Yes. And when you were talking about the boundless energy, I was thinking of an artist. I had this vision like in my head of an artist like looking at his painting and then the person who represents whoever's you know, yes. paying them to do that yes. goes, no, this is not what they want. And he's like, well, this is what came out. Yes. <laughs> Right? Totally. Like that's boundless. Like this is yes. my this is it. Yes, it's and boundless. they're gonna pay for it. And they're gonna pay for it. <laughs> right? Thinking thinking about like thinking about like a, a, a performer on stage, you're like, oh no, we want you to play your classics. You go, sorry, this is what's coming out. Exactly. That's boundless. Exactly. And that's creating that energy and then putting that in, like you said, to identity and purpose and letting it flow out. Yes. Whoa, like yes. imagine people how happy people would be if they were in their purpose, expressing themselves Ugh. boundlessly. Ugh. You know, so I, I really ha- believe it's for everybody. I have this theory that people are just so goddamn unhappy. Yes. Is because they know their potential and doing the opposite. Yes, I agree. And a lot of people who are very educated and successful, right, because they went to a certain school and they make a certain amount of money, really believe that they have to do certain jobs, they have to work in a certain way. 
because that's what success looks like. That's what security looks like. Not realizing that you can actually have all of those things with a boundless expression, with freedom. And I, I truly, truly believe this might be utopian. I truly believe that every human can have that. And I actually believe that if we all allowed ourselves, we set up our society to have that, that we would have a utopia. 100%. 100% because everyone would be in their own unique yes. expression of yes. who they are. Yes, and some people do truly want to be woodworkers or house builders or farmers. Just because I don't want to be a full-time farmer doesn't mean that there's not a million, three million people in the United States who would truly feel in their purpose connecting to the earth every single day. So there's sometimes this claim that like, well, nothing would get done. And it's like, no, it's the exact opposite. We would everything all would get be done. in flow. <laughs> and everything would get done powerfully. Exactly. And purposefully. Exactly. And intentionally. Exactly. Someone would be doing my taxes who enjoys doing exactly. my damn taxes. And, and I, I know people like that. <laughs> and that ain't me. It's definitely not me. Uh, yes, but like, imagine there's a place for all of this expression. So then how do people come into contact with that. How do people who are viewing and listening go, okay, for 20 years I've been at this place, Yes. and now I'm hearing this amazing conversation. How do I find out like what is flowing through me? Yes. Well, I always say in my trainings and in my classes, there are infinite roads to the oneness in you. So I would never say that any one way that I teach is the only way. And in fact, I think that's always kind of a little like, if you say it's the only way. Right. But I know one way, or at least a few ways. And for me, one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've come across is breath work. Because without any substances and in a very short amount of time, you can go very deep into that inner space that we're talking about in very pointed ways, but also ways that are beyond the logic that can help you feel into those parts of you that you didn't even know existed. Or it can help you release the boxes at the door that are keeping you from getting to those parts, the trauma, the stories. I mean, one of the biggest things I see in trainings, like I've, I've had a lot of really miraculous things happen at my breathwork trainings, and I see people come in and they're in marriages that are abusive or, or really, really unhealthy. They're in jobs that they hate. They're, their physical bodies giving out on them all the time. Within four days, they're leaving their partner, <laughs> they quit their job, miraculously they feel better than they've ever felt in four days. And why is that? Because they go past the parts of us that are believing that we have to be the way that our parents told us to be, our culture told us to be. All, I'm not saying that all the programs that we're taught are evil or bad, it's just that they're not tailor-made for you. And so when we get to that part of us that is beyond all, that transcends all those programs, we get what's tailor-made for us, and that's boundless and infinite. Mm. And then you have more clarity in, into what wants to be expressed. Yes, and then you get to choose, because yeah. you're not afraid that your mom won't speak to you ever again. Mm -hmm. You're like, actually, you know what? If my mom is mad that I actually love women, uh, and, I, and that I that I don't want to work that job anymore, I'm okay with it, because I found the part of myself that that validates me and will always validate me. And mm -hmm. so I think once we get to those places, like you said, if people would just feel one second of that, it's, it's the most transformational experience that humans can have. A lot of times people will do like one hour breath work with me and, and my students, and they will literally say, this is the most transformational experience mm -hmm. I've ever had in my life. To hear something like that after 45 minutes, an hour, and I'm sure you, you've had stories like mm -hmm. that, is so potent because I know from experience what they mean.
Yeah. How many one hours of their lives have they had? And then it, all it took is one one hour to come back to that point Dude. where they go, oh my God, this is the most transformational thing. I don't want to be with my partner. Yeah. I don't want to be at this job. Yeah. I actually have found happiness within myself. Yeah. I don't need validation from yeah. mom or dad or brother or sister or friend or whoever it is. Yes. And what an empowering, that's it. That's the most transformational experience because you find that empowerment within yourself. Yes, it's you. You're like, oh my God, it's been me the whole time. This is what I've been saying. <laughs> Do you know how many times on Instagram I put in a story, I say all these things, and then at the bottom I go, it's you, it's always been you. <sighs> Dude. I've been saying this for like at least Dude. eight, nine years. When it's I been feel you. That, I mean, sometimes we forget too, you know? It's like, that's why that's why I call breathwork a practice. That's why I call meditation a practice. Yeah. I mean, we call it a practice because we because we have the ability to forget this, even if we just had that feeling, yeah. you know? It's like that 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 place of just reminding our humanness what's really true about us. I think is 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 the thing to co constantly do our best to come back to. Yeah, you have to. And the truth is, you can have one of those awakening moments once, and you you kind of get onto a new path that makes you more fulfilled. But I truly believe for a sustainably expanding life, for your life to continue to expand with your intentions, you have to be in a practice on a regular basis. Of course, and that's why you again, it's called practice. Yeah. You got to find the time to come back to you, yeah. right? Because this, this is me. Like, if I don't do my rituals for two weeks, three weeks, I'm a crazy man. I'm back in full ego. I'm back in full, like, assertion. Like, do this, do this, have to do this because this deadline. Yes. It, like, I literally eat food on the go. <laughs> I might not even eat sometimes. And I'm like, oh, just drink a drink and take a vitamin. Totally. You know, it's like craziness. No, I know. And then Trust all me. it takes is that space in the day. One hour at least. Yes. Even less. And I'm like... Oh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna nourish my body this yes, time. Oh, yes. I'm not gonna do that project. Why why even sign up for that? Yes. It's so much clarity and it's like you put yourself first. Yes. It's yes. so beautiful. What I also really love about that, even when I get off track, is that not only do I feel better and more relief, but then like miracles start happening. It's like when I get into that space, a couple weeks ago, I was working nonstop. I worked for two months straight. We had been traveling a lot and I just, I didn't give myself that full break that my inner self was like, you need to sit down. So finally I took a whole week off and I turned my phone off for days, which I hadn't done in a while. Like it had been like six months. And all these crazy emails, opportunities, uh, you got booked for this. I mean, and I swear every time I just stop caring about the outside world and hoping that it's gonna do something for me, and I just go back to actually, and I mean like actually prioritizing yeah. that. Yeah. The irony is it doesn't matter anymore, but things start to come back where I'm like, oh, that's that thing I really wanted. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's like the outside world is like a shitty boyfriend. Yes. And then you, as soon as you turn that off, and we'll start walking away. It they comes, go, no, no, I'm going to be better. Baby, I Here, love you. Baby, I love you. Listen, I'm going to make you dinner. <laughs> you you always me? wanted dinner. You want to get married. You've talked about married. And I want to have kids now. All of a sudden. It's like, don't believe him. It's don't so crazy. It's so crazy. It's, it's so true. Like, that, I was just in Portugal for 10 days. I used my phone maybe half an hour a day because all I had That's was awesome. a mini slot. And this was for 10 days. Wow. And I come back and it's like, where was all these opportunities Word. when I was on my phone for eight Word. hours a day? Word. I was like, I don't understand. That's like, a real thing. The I don't careness opens up like. I don't careness is so good. When when I used to model in New York, there was like kind of an inside joke in the industry, and it was the second you leave New York, you book a job and have to come back. 
So the second you go to Miami to have a vacation for the weekend, you book a job and you can't, you can't have your vacation. And it's that, that same thing right there. It's like because you don't care and you don't need things so bad, those things that you really, really wanted come and chase you. Mm. They come and get you. Powerful. <laughs> it's because you, I, I, my theory is like you just broaden your expansive frequency of who you are. Yeah. And all of a sudden your light becomes it's more expansive. Yes. And more moths are flying yes. up to you, right? And, exactly. and I, I mean that's what I notice. I have some crazy theories though on many things. I've 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 done enough psychedelics where I come out of it, I go, okay, here's the secret to the universe. <laughs> and then I just ramble for two hours. Can we like record that next I know time? well please <laughs> maybe it'll be like a like a Alan Watts Get that type thing. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> it could be your next book. <laughs> Bless the heart of my assistant one time she came over like right after and she's like uh-huh yeah, wow really and i was just like yeah yeah consolations <laughs> and it was just going and going and going but that's the that's just the beauty of the flow you know yeah one thing that you told me that blew me away was okay one you you won project runway yes years I, ago i've seen that show so ago. so i, I might, might have missed that season but that's amazing <laughs> but but you knew you were gonna win it yes and how did that how did that how was that felt? How did, how did you know this? Yeah, I, you know, I, I've been thinking about this story because I stopped, I stopped telling people for a long time about that because it's been, it's been 12 years now since that happened. But recently it's been coming up again. And I just found out actually that we're in a similar cycle to the same astrological Jupiter cycle that we were 12 years ago. So I, I just found out that there's a reason why this story has been coming up again lately because I'm like, it was so long ago. But what was happening at that time was I had just, I'm going to date myself, I had just graduated from college, mm -hmm. and I was really just like, I'm ready, God, whatever you've got for me, I'm excited. I was modeling, I was working at a magazine at the time, living in New York, and I got a phone call one day um, from my agent, and he said, you've got 30 minutes to go to this audition, it's for Project Runway, like, you have to go there in 30 minutes, so they'll close the door, and I'm like, oh, okay, I hang up. And I remember just hearing you are the winner of Project Runway. And at that point, I had enough of a relationship with that voice that I, I just laughed. I was like, God, can you just let me go to the audition uh -huh. first? Like, that's crazy. Uh -huh. I go to the audition, there was definitely a feeling. There was a feeling that something was happening. And I went home that night and I just said, okay, you know what? God, if I book this, self, universe, source, if I book this, I'm just gonna trust that I am the winner. And, and the way that the show works, or used to work, I don't know if they still do it this way, you have 17 models that would get paired with 17 designers, and it would be random. If your designer got sent home, you as the model would get sent mm. home. So everything was random and out of your control. Right, <laughs> right. So for four months, I held the pose, as one of my girlfriends says, I held the pose of I am the winner of Project Runway, and every single day I did practices to maintain that. And four months later, I won. Whoa. And you, so it was like sort of like an intuitive unknowing. It was a knowing. And then it was the embodiment of that knowing. Yeah, I think, I, I think intuitive, it could have been God, my higher self mm -hmm. that kind of let me know what the end of that was going to be. And the choice then was mine. Are you going to act as if? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you going to just be that? And there was a lot of things that would happen that like, you know, 17 models in a small room for eight, nine hours a day. It got crazy. <laughs> there were fights. There I was bet. all kind of stuff. There were a lot of temptations to not believe that message. Yeah. 
So it was a really deep dive practice, like a real study and an experiment of what that creative process really looks like. Yeah, and, and that's the reason why I asked, because the act as if is so important. Yes. What I, I was reading a book a long time ago, I think it was Conversations with God, that talked about mm -hmm. um, blind faith moves, mm -hmm. a mount, moves mountains, mm -hmm. or faith of a mustard seed mm -hmm. will move a mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's blind faith. And for me, I'm like, blind faith, blind faith, blind faith. I'm like all unwavering faith on things that are not yes. seen. Yes. Right? And yes. and then I started learning about quantum physics and I was like, okay. Yeah. If everything exists energetically, yes, as pure potential. Yes. And that potential is collapsed to form. Yes. And what collapses the form is observer and I am the observer. Yes. It stands to believe then I am able to create. Yes. Based on that. I love how you said that. So then I was like, all right, well, it might not be overnight. But if I act as if, and I'm in that frequency, then it stands to believe I can create it. Yes. So then I started doing all these tests in 2007. Yes. I was walking around New Jersey like, okay, I'm gonna act as if this. And lo and behold, every single thing started. And then that yes. I was convinced. That's yes. all the evidence I need. I didn't even need to open up a medical journal or nothing. Yes. I go, from this point on, yes. anything I act as if, yes. and, I, and it's literally anything I want it to be. Yes. I yes. created that experience. Yes, I love it. So That's now I'm acting as if I'm going to change the face of true healing. Yes. And in the yes. world and empower people across the world. Yes. I'm talking about global. Yes. I Ain't nobody going to tell me different. Nope. Not me. <laughs> so that's the act as ifness. I love that. Yes. But for the intuitive part, how do people get more in touch with their intuition? Yeah. How do we strengthen that within people? Yeah, and before I answer that, I, I want to add that the act as if I think the most important ingredient in there is to feel, to feel it, because we can think. Right. And I think that kind of bridges it over to the intuitive question. It's like, and I say this to my clients all the time, I'm like, y'all got to stop using your mind so much. I know that you're smart. I know that you went to a good school or that you do all these cool things, but stop using your brain because the logic is going to keep you from doing things that are not logical. It, for me to be the winner of Project Runway and to know that before it happens is not logical. It does not make any sense. And, and even given who I was in the cast, it didn't make sense. So I think one of the ways that we can really start to create these more amazing experiences and, and lives is to really like get out of our heads and for me it's really dropping down into being in in deep presence i think you know breath work is is really just a practice to get to deep presence presence is the goal yeah. and getting into that state of beingness and when we can just be we then get out of our heads because the head the ego the 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 monkey mind won't let you be present it's trying to figure out how to survive so once we transcend that, we can get into these deeper states where then everything is, and then you can choose. And you choose without your programming, so then it just automatically happens. That's why I was saying in bre the breathwork trainings and the practices, the most miraculous, wild things happen because people come into deep presence with what they thought was the scariest thing, and then they can see it with love and then make a choice. And intuition is the same Thing. You have to clear that space of programming, go beyond all those mental controls, and then something opens up that's way greater. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, it's like, yeah, like that. the more you get into a practice, the more in your waking life yes. you walk around and you can transcend your programming. Yes. Because I noticed, like, I did 80 days of meditation straight. I said, I'm not going to miss a day. That's and awesome. I did. 
by the 60th day, I was hearing voices of like, move here, do this. I was like, am I going schizophrenic? <laughs> and it was like, I was literally knowing intuitively yes. And, yes. and like literally getting pulls. Yes. And it was transcending yes. logic. Yes. I was like, I was like, this don't make sense. Why, why is my intuition telling me to do this? This doesn't yes. make sense. Yes. I do it. Yes. And then it's like, it's like a curvy road that ends up it's in this wild. place where I was wanting to go. It's so beautiful. I don't, have you ever read The Celestine Prophecy? No, I know the book. It's definitely old school. I've, I've read all of them many times and I, they talk a lot about intuition and synchronicity and how one of the easiest ways that we can start to train that in our daily lives is when you start getting just like a visual, like an example I could give is like, let's say you get coffee every day at the same place, but one day you're like, hmm, I actually should go to Blue Bottle and not in Intelligentsia. Right. That image of I should go to Blue Bottle, do that. Just, it's so subtle, it's so light, but just do that and see what happens and be open to the synchronicity because that is also intuition. I think a lot of times people write off intuition because it's the subtle stuff at first. Yeah. But the way that the third eye, because this is actually third eye energy that we're talking about now, the way the third eye works is it's, it's in relationship with you. So if you don't listen, it starts to shut down. It starts to stop sending messages. So to build that relationship and to build that intuitive power and that vision, you have to start listening to the very subtle things like, hey, I think you should talk to that guy that's behind you in line. Just say hi. So subtle. And then you start doing that and it's, you should go to Portugal. And you're like, okay, I'll go to Portugal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you should date this woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you start getting these really big expansive things, but it starts with, okay, I'm going to go to that coffee shop first. Really powerful. And the way that I do it is if it's a whisper, I immediately, before my mind can come and say, why would I do that? That doesn't make sense. I don't even know this guy behind me in line. I just go, hey, how are you? I love it. Like immediately, <laughs> immediately. And, and that is so true because the more that you listen to those whispers, yes. the more they become like just direct words and yes. the more they become shouts like, yes. go, 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 yes. do it, do yes. it. Yes. And it's like the most empowering thing because you're like sort of being led yes. into everything that you ever wanted. And it's wanted. so much more fun. Yeah. It's so much more fun when you're like, oh, wow, all these synchronicities are just like so cool, so interesting. You're supercharged. Yeah. Like you're like, fuck yeah, yeah. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You it's know? the same thing. Like I used to play basketball in high school really competitively and there would be all kinds of synchronicities when the team was in flow. It's it's that same energy. Like they talk about it when, when they talk about flow states in corporate companies too. Like it's not just like you're writing and all the ideas are there. It's also that this really interesting thing starts to happen in your reality where like everything is kind of supporting you in that state. So I just, I think synchronicity, flow, intuition is really a muscle that you have to have some faith to believe that your life can be that lucky, that special. And I think you know, being in LA, it's it's the language that we use a lot. But I think there's people all over the world who think, oh, that's not for me. I just go to work. No, it's for everyone. And it, you can have that. It's our right. Yes. It is our state. It is like it's the right. it's like the universe going like, or source or God going yeah. like, here, duh, this is your state. I yes. get I've given you this experience yes. and this is your normal state. This is what I want to gift. Yes. And it's so beautiful to think that like. You know, again, Conversations with God was talking about like this like pie in the sky and everyone's like, no, that's not for me. That's, I'm not worthy of that. What a pipe dream. Literally, that pipe dream can be realized today. Yes. Today, as, yes. Long, as, as long as you listen to this podcast and yes. put this stuff into yes. practice right now. Yes, it's not for someone else. I think I remember when I was like 20 years old, I heard someone say, 
the wealth, the fame, all these things that you see me have is for you. It's not just for those people. I heard someone say that. I don't know who it was. And I heard him and I felt that. And I was like, I can be everything I ever dreamt. That's for me. Mm-hmm. I really hope that anybody who's listening right now can like really feel that if they feel disconnected from that as a personal experience because I think one of the biggest failures of our culture today is that there's an idea that it's only for the few and it's not. It's for everyone. Man, I'll tell you right now, if if there was a wooden door, there is a wooden door. I feel like kicking that wooden door behind <laughs> me, kicking the wooden door out to the street, going to a podium and start doing a talk on this to everyone in Santa Monica right now. You've inspired me so much in, in every way. We went from like breathwork to intimacy, straight to intuition, to, to, to sacral, to third eye, to every single thing. And it's like, what a wonderful interview. Thank you. And we, we condensed it into this time. But I'll tell you right now, we could sit here for another two hours Seriously. and just go into other topics. Seriously. I'm so happy to know that you're not too far from here. <laughs> so I'd love to have you back on so we can continue this conversation. And by, by have you back on this summer, later Thank in the summer, you. let's make it happen. Thank you. I would love that. How do people find you? Uh, yeah. You can visit me at monasnow.com. Um, I, I do a lot of um, in-person and online breathwork sessions and events. So all of that is there at monasnow.com, M-I-L-L-A-N-A, S-N-O-W. And I also do something called TMI, the monthly integration, which is an online community of doing live breathwork every first Saturday of the month. We're actually doing it tomorrow. There are hundreds of people all over the world that have been doing it with me for years. It's really deep work and it's easy for anybody to join. And it's anyone around the world can go. Yes. Okay, yes. because people are asking me, who's the best breath work in my town? I was like, I don't know. Just get on, <laughs> get on Zoom or whatever you're using. We got a using. good thing going. We got yeah. a good thing going. It's and, really special. And what I found is, uh, before we sign off, I was in Portugal and the community of, of doing emotional release is way different than doing it one-on-one. Wow. When you're com- in community, I bet you feel people's openness. All you need to be is on the other side of the room and you hear someone start crying. Oh, then yes. on the other side of the other room, you yes. hear someone start yelling oh, bloody yes. murder. Yes. And then you go, yes. okay, it's safe. I can let go. Exactly. And that's, and I'm that's sure in breath work. That's why I love group work. That's yeah. why I actually do group work over one-on-ones because I love what happens in that exact experience where people are connecting in oneness together. There's nothing better than that. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm still, I'm fired up right now. Yay! I feel so happy. Thank you for coming on the show. How do people find Thank you on Instagram? You. Yes, Milana Snow, M-I-L-L-A-N-A-S-N-O-W. Taking over the world. All Thank the love you. to you. Thank, Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you.